Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, welcome. It's Wednesday, March 31st, another um, Ohio, and I'm here with Craig and Brandon. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Fantastic. Doing Great. Fantastic. Hey, uh, before we get started, a couple of uh, quick announcements. Um, Hope Interrupted, second podcast is out. It's there on our website as well as your favorite podcast provider. Um, Byron and um, Jennifer talked to Harold Brown of the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra. Um, he's a diversity coordinator there. Check it out. Lots of good information there. And also, tonight, it won't be live, but we'll have it available for you tomorrow. We're going to do a special one-off edition. I'm sure Craig and Brandon don't want to regularly do night episodes, but uh, we're talking with Dan Tierney, uh, who is the uh, communications person for Governor Mike DeWine. And we'll talk to him about a variety of different fun and serious stuff, too. So definitely check that out. Um, hey, uh, Brandon, Craig, uh, I want to bring up a couple things with you guys real quick today. Um, I thought this was interesting. Uh, do you guys feel it's awkward when you're going in for an interview and someone says, hey, what's your salary history? Or what did you make at your last job? I always think it's an awkward question. Brandon, what do you think? Um, I never really was asked that question during an interview. Um, really? Okay. I was always asked on applications, and I never really – I just hated this the hassle of, like, okay, I got to go back and create a list and copy and paste. I don't know. I, I But it wasn't, like, a big deal to me. Yeah, I – Craig, has somebody ever asked you that? I mean, I think probably for me, it's like they ask for your salary expectations, which is always kind of awkward. Yeah, I mean, I've never been asked my salary history. I think it's probably even more awkward to, sometimes to to have a salary expectations because sometimes, you know, I think we have expectations of what we'd like to get paid, and maybe you put that in the, the application, and then all of a sudden, maybe that's too much. Maybe that's too little. I mean, sometimes it's uh, – you know, it's a little uneasy about knowing really what you should put there. So um, I, I will say this, though. I would like that. I would think that every job should maybe post at least a salary range when, when you know, having these jobs out there. Because you don't want to apply for a job where maybe you might make less money and you don't really realize you're applying for a job thinking you might make more money. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, this is what we pay. And, 
you know, you've kind of wasted the process. If, if you're looking for an upgrade in pay, you've kind of wasted the process. So I, I think, it, you know, the idea should be they should at least put a salary range, even if that range can be ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, just so you know this is kind of what you expect to get paid based on your qualifications or maybe your, your you know, level of experience. I like that, but it always gets awkward, though, because if you go into a job and they say, hey, we'll give you, like, our range is forty to 50000 and sometimes you fall by, well, what do you think? And, you know, you're always going to be like, yeah, fifty, or, you know, well, uh, if you experience, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why <laughs> I, I get turned down, but I don't know. I just have a low expectation of going for the low one. Um, oh, so okay. go for a high, high minimum, high minimum, guys. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. So you'd be like, man, if you could pay me forty, I'd be so lucky. You know, well, yeah. me, I'm like, you but, know, but maybe look for one that the minimum's like, you know, sixty or fifty. Right. Or, right. I think the idea though is that you're looking, you're looking at jobs, and if everybody posted how much they paid, even if it's in a pay range, then you would at least know the low end of your range is something that you could live on and in in something as you feel this fair. So even if you don't get the high range or even in the middle, at the very least, you know, your lower end is maybe where you are comfortable with, I guess is what I would call it. Yeah. Low expectations and you won't be disappointed kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. Although I get a little disappointed with uh, pay ranges of 30,000 to 70. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I think totally. there should be, yeah, there, there needs to be, you know, within reason, I think maybe like I think 10 to 15,000 is probably reasonable. Um, that way you kind of have an, a better idea. I think 10,000 is probably a, 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 a better barometer. That way you could be thinking 30 to 40 or 50 to 60 or 70 to 80. That way you know kind of where you're going to be at rather than hoping 70,000 as opposed to 30,000. Well, you know, I'm happily employed, and I, I wouldn't be looking for any other job anytime soon. But next time I find myself in this situation, Brandon, I'm going to have to follow your advice and go for the low. Say, man, to work for you guys, you know, 40 would be great, you know, and see if that works. And I, I'll give you a cut if it works. It'd be great. So, well, well, the reason why we're bringing all this up is um, Ohio singer Tina Merritt, Marahaf, I believe that's how we pronounce her name. Uh, she's a Canal Winchester woman. She wants to ban these questions saying, hey, what's your salary history? Now, again, we could comment on this, but we're guys. But the reason why she's saying it's a problem is she feels that it makes the gender pay gap actually a little bit worse. Um, you know, apparently, like, you know, when you keep on asking her questions, she says that's why women earn less than their male counterparts. Um, what do you think about this? I mean, I, I guess it's hard for us to say that be, uh, because we're guys, but I don't know. Do you think those questions can help kind of make the gender pay cap more real for some people? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see, yeah, I mean, I think it can certainly do that. It's, you know, we, it's hard for us to know because we're men and it's, you know, it maybe doesn't impact us as much, but that's why something like this exists because, you know, this woman clearly feels like it could cause more of an issue. So I, I can fully understand why, you know, why she thinks that. And, you know, it, it's hard to, to understand because maybe we just, we just don't get it because we don't experience it. It's, you know, it's just like any other discrimination that, 
you know, maybe you're not, you know, that's not available or that, that does not happen to you. But, you know, unfortunately for her, she, she feels that way. So um, I think you need to understand that and, and, and empathize with it and, and realize that this does exist. And, you know, maybe that's, uh, there's no probably right answer to it, but, you know, I think, you know, she makes a, a good point and, I think we should all understand that, you know, this is something that's out there and it's possible and it's more than possible. It's reality in a lot of ways. Yeah. Brandon, I wish that with some of these jobs, you just sit there and say, okay, it's an editor or it's a, you know, a lay person or it's a factory worker. And I wish you just, people had in their minds, okay, this pays $15 an hour, $20 an hour, $25 an hour. I wish it wasn't so adjustable. I mean, maybe you adjust a little bit if somebody has 20 years of experience up against someone just out of college. But it seems kind of unfortunate where, like the story says, sometimes when they ask you that question, you may box yourself in the lower salary than this new job would pay you. I wish people were just honest, you know? Yeah, you know, budget a certain amount of money to pay, and you pay it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it, it's this is the kind of the crux of the issue in a sense is transparency. Um, and this bill would kind of ironically say, hey, the the applicant, job applicant, shouldn't be transparent with right. the company. Maybe we want the company to be transparent about how they pay everyone. Um, what's, what's the happy medium, um, is my question. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's sound, you know, it's a simple, it's a simple, simple requirement. It's a, um, um, it's, it's sort of equivalent to like, uh, California's ban on, you know, automatically giving out straws. And at first you think that it's like, um, it seems like little potatoes, but they are some big ramifications and there's, there's a clear logic to it. I mean, my gosh, whenever I go to a restaurant, you know, the waiters, they just love to throw the straws at you <laughs> here take right. a straw. No, I don't want a straw. I care about the environment. <laughs> no, oh, great. That straw is going into the landfill anyway. Um, so um, that's why I don't really, I, I appreciate the California ban on, on straw ban, but I guess that for that comparison uh, for this kind of thing. Yeah. It seems kind of, small thing to to say hey don't ask questions like this because this is you know there seems to be evidence um that it could help worsen the pay, gender pay gap i'm assuming there's evidence i'm assuming that sure. you know women who provide a salary history it allows the company to say okay so and keep in mind that she might be working at a, a comp competitor oh this is what the competitor pays her okay so you know, who's probably the competitor is probably paying her a little bit less because she's a woman. So we can offer maybe a little bit more, but she's still going to be like less pay than her male counterparts. And then, I mean, it's so this is such a hardest issue to kind of really measure in some ways, just in terms of, you know, the types of occupations women are in generally, um, such as, you know, teachers or whatnot, and how to calculate what exactly their pay is. This is why it's always been a struggle and a challenge. Um, my gosh, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team is like suing its its federation just because you know they're trying to figure out what's the best way to measure um, measure success, you measure performance. We're winning World Cups, and U.S. Soccer is meanwhile trying to trying to say everything but say everything but uh, everything 
should to, or try to hint, yeah, we don't value the the, the US, U.S. Women's World Cup. <laughs> right. Um, well, well, I think the only difference with that, and again, I'm not, this isn't meant in a sexist way at all. I, I think when you look at what athletes are paid, it, it should kind of be based on what revenue they bring in. Now, I will say, in soccer, the women's soccer team is a lot more popular. The women's soccer team is doing a lot better than the men have. So, yeah, I mean, if if they make as much revenue, yeah, they should be getting paid that, if not more. Um, I, I kind of look here with this bill. I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, maybe not just for the gender gap in terms of pay, but you know what? Darn it. If... Same company X is out there. They listen to this podcast and say, man, we've got opening. We're going to hire either Brandon, Chris, or, you know, Craig. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my mind's slipping right now. Um, if they're going to hire one of us, can't they just sit there and, yeah, you're not going to be able to find exactly what you make. But if you're smart and you're an employer or you're an HR person, you should be able to get a pretty good idea, even without asking what you know, you we make each of our jobs, right? I mean, do your research. I, I mean, as, as employees, we're supposed to do our research on companies that we go to. Shouldn't they d- take the extra steps to figure out what we make? Yeah, I mean, I think they can. I think it comes down to they have an idea of what they want to pay. And, you know, maybe regardless of experience, you know, I think if if they if they post how much their job makes, and you or someone with twenty five years of experience applies for it, someone with five years of experience applies for it, and someone with three years of ex- applies for it, and they settle on the person with three years of experience that applies for it, you know, maybe they have a different range for someone with with less experience, but if they have that range set where hey, this makes. Forty-five to fifty-five thousand dollars. It's easier, I think, for them to say, "Okay, well, based on your qualifications and your experience, we'll offer you forty-five thousand dollars." Now, maybe yeah. you might counter-offer with fifty thousand, and maybe they might accept if they really want you. But I think it's it's easier, I think, if they have a pay range in mind. The people that apply for that job either say, "You know what? That's in my wheelhouse. I'll take it." whether I have 20 years of experience or 40 years of experience or two years of experience, I think the idea is if they set the pay range and they set it out there from the get-go on the application or on wherever you're finding that job posting, then they're going to get the applicants that want that job, whether they have all the experience in the world or no experience. And then from there, they pick and choose who they feel is the qualified candidate, whether it's that person with all the experience in the world who probably thinks that they deserve the top end of that salary range or maybe something in between, you know? So I think it would, I think a lot of that red tape would kind of be cut if you're the employer that just says, this is what this job pays, apply for it or don't apply for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've actually worked around that where if if I'm talking to an interview and the job sounds interesting, but you've got no idea if it pays eighty or twenty thousand, sometimes I'll even sit there and say, "Hey, I'll, if they bring up money or benefits or some type of financial, even during a first interview, I might just say, "Hey, so we can save each other time." I'm looking at X range. You know what I mean? Like. You know, for me to leave my current role, I would need to earn this much money. Are we in the same ballpark? 
And that way, you know, they don't even have to give a range, but they can sit there and say, oh my gosh, she's making $100,000. We can't pay more than that. They could say, oh, we're not. Or they could say, wow, yeah, that, that's what we're looking at. So hmm. I don't know. But but more importantly, and back to what, you know, uh, the Democrat was saying here in the story, hey, if you're a woman, and shame on these employers who want to try to get women for cheaper. I, I don't understand why in the jobs that we have, why you would pay a woman less. Now, I guess if you get away with it, you try, but you shouldn't. And if you've got someone that you're hiring, like a woman you're trying to hire for a position, don't shortchange her. You know, give her the regular wage that you would give somebody else. It's a shame. And unfortunately, this stuff doesn't get talked about enough. And hopefully, you know, I think this bill can help guys and hopefully it'll help women out there, out there too. So let us know what you think about that. Um, uh, we'll definitely um, probably talk about this more when we hear more about how this bill goes. But it's kind of an interesting story. So uh, thanks for checking out to Highland. Uh, keep you know checking our sponsors and sharing with your friends. We appreciate it. We'll be back in a second for um, segment two. Thank you. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.